I speak to you in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. These few words from the first epistle of John pack a lot of power. They come on the heels of John reminding us just exactly what love is, to lay down one's life for another, just as Jesus did for us. A few weeks ago during Holy Week, we were able to experience just a bit of the mystery, glory, tragedy, and ultimately the joy of Jesus's supreme act of sacrifice. It's a yearly ritual that rejuvenates us even as it exhausts us. We experience something new every time that we engage with it. Pondering Jesus's passion is a beautiful thing and we will never learn all that there is to know from it. But being commanded to follow in his footsteps is a little jarring. We pray to be saved from the time of trial, but we know that we will surely come to it. And in the meantime, we try to learn how to love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. We don't want to get the wrong idea here. Let's not think that the phrase, not in word or speech, gives us license to say whatever we want without love. What we say is still a really important way that we express our love for each other and God's love for all of creation. We are being exhorted to love not merely in words or speech, but to move beyond that into truth and action. Now that's quite a pairing, truth and action. It's pretty obvious that we shouldn't love falsely, but there's more to it than that. In John's writing, truth is always connected with Jesus. We see examples of this in the ways that he tells us in his later epistles to walk in the truth by following God's commandments. And he also ends the letter that we heard a part of today by naming Jesus as the one who is true and the true God and eternal life. So to love in truth is to love in Christ. And today's reading reminds us that we can be assured that we are in Christ when we love in truth and action, even if our hearts condemn us because we have sinned. And we inevitably sin during our time on earth. So this assurance is brimming over with grace and forgiveness. Loving in Christ sounds pretty good. After all, God is love, and so love is not in short supply. But we can't stop there. We're also called to love by our actions. And if we are to love in this way, we have to be prepared to lay down our lives for our human friends, those that we know and those that we don't. Like many of us, I've seen a lot of laying down one's life by watching my parents. I watched my father lay down his life to care for the medical needs of my mother during my first four decades on earth. He set aside outings with friends, time spent word working, even as few minutes of downtime at the end of the day 
watching the evening news to give her life-saving dialysis treatments at home three times a week for the better part of 10 years. In turn, mom laid down her life to care for dad and for me and for my sister. Her sacrifices of time and presence helped us all to survive those difficult years and to grow in faith and in love for God and for each other. Mom always listened to me and she prayed for me, just like Jesus's mother did for him and does for all of us even now. We may love our family with the most proficiency because it's where we get the most practice, but we need to broaden the scope of our love. We can learn to love widely, learn to love in an embodied way. We can do our best to live and eat in ways that are the least damaging to the earth and our fellow creatures. We can get vaccinated, postpone those gatherings a little while longer and keep wearing a mask just in case. John stresses the importance of laying down our lives by using our worldly goods to help those in need. That's a really good way that we can love. We can also stand against hate and the structural forces that sustain it. We can work for justice by banding together to reform institutions that discriminate based on skin color, gender, and sexuality. We can make our voices heard as we oppose policies and laws that allow the poor and the immigrants to be taken advantage of by the rich. Many people we recognize as saints in our church laid down their lives by devoting themselves entirely to purposes like these. And as we know, sometimes in the course of doing this crucial and godly work, people literally lay down their lives for the sake of others just as the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. What amazing examples we have in these saints. I'm thinking of Oscar Romero, the martyrs of Memphis, Jonathan Myrick Daniels. We can learn so much about love, sacrifice, and trusting God from their stories. And I like to think that I have learned a little bit, but honestly, I thought I'd be better at love than I am by now. I still seem to put myself first more often than not. And sometimes my heart condemns me, even though I trust in the assurance that I'm in Christ and he is in me. It turns out we're all beginners when it comes to love. But thanks be to God that we know Jesus abides in us by the spirit that he has given us the spirit that continues to nudge us in the right direction, that Holy Spirit that continues to teach us new ways to love in truth and action. May God increase in us the desire and the ability to listen ever more intently to her voice. Amen.